Hello and welcome to the Attend Star Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Robinson, and here with me today is Gary Bradshaw, the president of Attend Star. Here on the Attend Star Happy Hour podcast, we talk about all things ticketing, marketing, and logistics. And Gary, we have the privilege of having Gary on today. And the topic of this episode are air show stories. We want to hear some air show stories today. And Gary's got a ton of air show stories. If you have met Gary, which you may have if you ever attend the ICAS convention uh, held annually in Las Vegas, um, you know that Gary has a ton of experience in the air show industry, um, ton of experience in ticketing in general, um, and has a lot of good insight to bring to the table. So, Gary, why don't you start off by just telling us just about your background? Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, my background, believe it or not, is actually ticketing and promotion. So I was actually a concert promoter and I promoted hundreds of events all over the United States and Canada. And so not as a booking agent or as a manager, but as a promoter. So I do what our customers do, our clients do. Mm -hmm. When they lose money, I lose money. Yeah. I've lost money just like they, we don't want them to lose money. So I take it I take what I do very personally because I've done, I've been where they have been financially. Yeah. You've been in their shoes before. I have been in their shoes yeah. before. And so, um, I did that. And I also worked in radio for four years. I worked in marketing. And so, um, I've, I've done a lot of different things all around the entertainment industry and ticketing and marketing and blending those two together with logistics was kind of what I envisioned when I started this, because what I was trying to do was replace or find, what I couldn't find the years that I was doing it on my own. Sure. Yeah. Very cool. So that's kind of how you got here. Yeah. Right. Why, you know, what are the reasons, you know, why did you start a 10 star and what did you originally envision a 10 star would be? Okay. Well, that's a good question too. Um, I started the 10 star because I love aviation yeah. and I, I started the company unlike some of our competitors, like nobody, we started at two ticket air shows specifically for air shows. Air shows. That's yeah. what I was interested in doing. Yeah. Um, I actually, when I was, since I was 12 years old, I've been hanging out at airports mm -hmm. um, and I'm privileged to be able to say that one of the largest air shows we do is the St. Louis uh, air show um, in St. Louis County, Missouri. And um, what was co cool about that is, is when I was, this is a true story. When I was 12 years old, I used to hang out at that airport because my dad flew corporate jets as a passenger hmm. at that airport. So he would go off on business and fly. And I got to where I wanted to just stay at the airport and hang out while he went on a trip and came back and picked me up at dinner time. <laughs> so what's cool about that experience is we actually do that air show now. Yeah. And so in the very building that I hung out at when I was 12, and now I'm, I got a lot of air show experience and ticketing. So I got gray hair. So 12 was a long time ago. <laughs> But we do that air show and I go now, I go there now for pre-air show visits and I meet in the same office that I used to hang out in. Very cool. So it's yeah. a very cool experience. And, um, but the aviation industry, I'm a pilot and flight instructor. I've got a commercial pilot certificate, multi-engine land. So I used to teach flying to people and share the joy of flying with people. So I love it when people go to air shows. Yeah. It's a great family adventure where everybody get the memories that you get in an air show go on for decades yeah. quite literally i mean yeah. they really they really last a long time um you get to see things and experience things that you just don't see anywhere else yeah concerts are everywhere 
Not that they're not important, but they're mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds, they only do 80 shows a year. Yeah. So when you see one, you remember it. Oh, yeah. And so that's really why I got started in, in air shows, because I love the air show business. It's amazing at air shows, yeah. watching the smile on all the little kids' yeah. faces um, and the thrill of it and how scary it can be at times yeah. when you're not expecting the jets to fly over your right. head. Um, uh, you know, we recently, this past June, had the Great Tennessee Air yeah. Show here. Um, you know, our our office is at the Smyrna Airport yep. um, in Middle Tennessee. So, um, you know, that's kind of our home air show. Yep. That's how fanatic we are about air shows. Our <laughs> yeah. office is at the airport. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. I mean, I'm not sure how to say that any other way. Yeah. I guarantee you there's no other ticketing companies at the airport. Right. Exactly. Know? Pretty dedicated. Yeah. We're pretty dedicated. Could you, did you ever imagine yourself as, you know, your company being, you know, a leader in the ticketing business for air shows? I mean, the amount of Blue Angel, Thunderbird, yeah. non-jet team shows we work with year after year, I mean, it's huge. It is. It's, I, did I imagine it? No, but I dreamed it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I dreamed of being the leader. I think part of becoming the leader is just an, having an obsession. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. what happens is, is that when you get to the point where you're getting referrals for air show after air show after air show, right? that is what it's all about. That's, yeah. that's when I, and I didn't figure that out till four or five years after doing it. In yeah. fact, it took us four or five years until we got recommendations. Right. Um, and then they started coming faster and faster and faster. And so, yeah. and now it's like, oh, this is pretty cool actually, you know? Yeah. Um, so I remember I thoroughly enjoy it. It is. It is very. Cool. I never get tired of it. I dream about air shows when I sleep, literally, <laughs> and it, it's so exciting. The reason air shows fascinate me is not only because of the entertainment value, because they're so complex. Yeah. The complexity that our clients go through in creating their air show and the challenges that they have to deal with that many people at airports that were never designed to have that many people in them. Yeah. Is very interesting. Yeah. Because like when you think about it, you're inviting 50,000 people to come to your airport for a day on not in the terminal building, but out on the field <laughs> where normally all you have is fences keeping people out. Where are we going to park all those cars? Two days, <laughs> two days a year. Now you're going to let 50,000 people come in to where they're not allowed to go to the rest of the year. Right. And that is a lot. That's fascinating. Yeah. And you're right. Where are we going to park 20,000 cars? Yeah. And how are we going to do that? Yeah. I just love it. I think it's cool. Yeah. And logistics yeah. is a huge, it is. you know, foundational service that yeah. we provide at a 10 store. And I think it's really a differentiator in this I industry. think it is. Um, we and- get involved in the detail. Like how many buses do you have? How many acres of parking do you have? Yeah. I mean, we just really, and, and a lot of that has just come second nature. Yeah. You know, how do people get from their zip code? What is the best road to take to the airport? Mm-hmm. Um, working with local highway patrol, sheriff departments, police departments is something we do normally, mm-hmm. which I don't think anybody else does that. Yeah. Because part of the job is to get the people into the show and get them through the gate so they're happy when they get to the show. If they're mad driving to the parking lot and then they're mad going through the gate because of a bad experience, yeah. they arrive at your show mad. Yeah. So our job is to get them there happy. Mm-hmm. Now, are they going to be mad when they get leave in the traffic? Yes. There's, but no event is immune to that. Right. They all come in over three to four hours from eight till noon. 
the show happens. And then about 4.30 or 5.30, the show ends and they all leave at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is just the way it is. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, what, what do you love most about working with air shows, partnering with, partnering with air shows? And also, what's your favorite memory from ticketing an air show? Top of mind, what's the first memory that comes to mind? Um, I would say probably the little kids and the, and the adults too. When they meet, they go up to the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds and they meet them at the fence They line. meet the pilots. They actually get to meet the pilot. The pilots will walk over and say hi to people. Yeah. And I think that the, the people are just stunned that they got to meet these folks. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I also think some of the coolest memories are like in St. Louis, for example, where the gate is so efficient and you're bringing in 30 or 40 or 50,000 people. And it's just, the line is just no more than 25 to 50 people long. Yeah. That is like really cool. I mean, and pe some people get off on strange things, but that's mine. I, mean, <laughs> I, I love it when people move through the gate efficiently and the scanners are just beeping one after the other and you got high speed scanners and people are like, oh, this was cool. That wasn't bad. Yeah. You know, they act like they're getting ready for a nightmare, but they, they turn out it's not a nightmare. Right. Um, I, I just think the smiles on people's faces is very yeah. cool. And I love it. The complexity of the parking, the traffic, the planning, the security lanes, um, where how people get to the seating, um, how, how the concessions are laid out. I got a friend of mine that's in the concession business. There's a lot of science that goes into that. It's really cool. Right. To, to see how... Our job is really like Disney World. Our mm -hmm. job is to put all the complexity behind the scenes so the public looks like it just happened magically. Yeah. That's really what we do. And it's just a lot of fun trying to hide that from the public. <laughs> yeah. And the amount of work is significant. It is. And you always learn so much from every show. I yeah. never not learned anything from a show. I right. always learn stuff. And what's even cooler is since I go to a lot of these shows and I own the company, we come back to Nashville and we put into practice what we've learned at the shows. Mm. When we see something not working, we go, hey, you know what? We could do that better or we could offer that service. Yeah. And that's what's really fun, too, is seeing right. it firsthand and then making changes. Yeah. With our staff, we've got engineering, development, server management. we got the right staff, everything from marketing, what you do. Yeah to the technical logistics, which all of us do, the client success managers. I mean, we've really formulated, I think, a really good team that's very airshow centric. Yeah, absolutely. And in our last episode um, with Sarah Talley, um, we really got to dive mm -hmm. deep into what a client success manager is, mm -hmm. what they do, and, and why they're here, and how important they are oh, uh, yeah. to making sure, you know, our, our clients have an easy time and the event is a, is, is a success. Right. Uh, that is why they're called success managers. Exactly. And we don't do what a lot of companies do. We don't have a support team of like six or eight people. And we don't, everybody answers every call for every client. Right. Here we try to assign a client to a success manager so that the client success person, Sarah in this case, can intimately know what's going on for that show. Yeah. And then every week, a couple times a week, she meets with you and your team yep. on the marketing side to find out what's necessary um, to make the show better. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have team meetings every week. Just had one today about we all talk about the shows, what's going good, what we can do better. 
right we're pretty invested into it yeah so absolutely a lot of fun yeah yeah event logistics going back to event logistics is a huge part mm -hmm. of our foundational offerings which we talked about a little bit earlier relate an airshow story to the importance of logistics and how a 10 star solved a problem at an air show. Be glad to. There's so many options <laughs> I can think of right now. I'm going to mention one though, that has been a real lifesaver. We went to, we, we did an air show in a state, another city, which I won't name. Yeah. And, um, they had one phone number for the air show for, if you needed help at the air show, you call that number and it didn't roll over to another number. It was just that number. And it was one person that answered that phone. And eventually, as we got closer to the show, the phone rang so much, they took the phone off the hook mm -hmm. because it rang too much. And I saw that because I was there visiting prior to the show. And then I got we got phone calls here in the office about things regarding the air show, and there, nobody was answering the phone. And then I found out later on that they were getting too many calls, and they couldn't answer the phone. Yeah. And so sometimes they just stopped answering the phone. Well, I thought about that and I thought, you know, communicating with people about the show, like who's going to perform, when is, when is the show, what time, can you, how much are kids, how much are whatever the other, whatever the hundreds of questions are. And the fact that one phone line will not work. It just won't work. When you've got 30,000 people or 50,000 people coming to your event and the questions are going to come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before the show, yeah. one line won't cut it. Yeah. Three weeks later, we're at a show in another state, and now we have developed a integrated voice response system, IVR, with one of our with our telephone provider company, where we create a unique phone number for every show. Yeah. And what happens is, when you call the number, it will say, "Thank you for calling the Great Tennessee Air Show to be held June 30th and June 31st, or whatever the dates are." Yeah. And the idea is is to share information and press one for air show information, press two for ticketing press three for safety information, press four for parking. So in other words, what we did was we developed a system in three weeks, less than three weeks, that would we could use for every air show that was large like that, mm -hmm. where the, 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 the public could get the information they need about the show. And then as one of the extensions, if you need help with your tickets you've, you know, you've bought, press two. And it would go to our call center, yeah. who were all people trained on air shows. Yep. I mean, so literally we divided our call center in half and we said non-air shows, air shows, because mm -hmm. we picked up some non-air shows just by being in business in Music City, actually. Right. But we still focus on air shows. So we divide the call takers up. So we have air show experience and non-air show experience. And I don't think anybody does that either. <laughs> so every time we go to a show, we learn something. A lot of times you'll see me sitting at a show taking videos on my phone mm -hmm. or just watching the gate. Sometimes I'll sit there with a counter and I'll click people as they come through the gate. I want to know that we do 480 to 510 scans per hour. Mm. I want to know how fast the scanners are, how yeah. fast the customers get into the show, how, how far the lines get backed up. Where should security be? So are they on the right side? Should they be before the ticketing or after the ticketing? How many lanes for security? Well, we always need more lanes for security than we have lanes for scanning. Yeah. All of these little details that people think, why would a ticketing company have anything to do with that? That is somebody else's responsibility. Yep. Air shows are unique enough that we might as well do that task mm -hmm. because not everybody has enough experience with it. Like we've seen hundreds and hundreds of air shows. Yeah. Yeah. And going back 
to the custom IVR. Yep. Just to talk that about that a little bit more. You know, when we provide that service to an air show and your team doesn't have to answer thousands of calls, yep. thousands of calls. Yes. Um, especially like you said, that Thursday and Friday, yep. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yep. right before show weekend, <clears throat> the call volume is massive. It's you will get, we could get 3,200 calls on a Friday. Easily. Yeah. And 94% of those will be answered by the IVR system. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's cool. They get to hear a general greeting, yep. um, information about the show, key yep. useful information about the show. They get to press two to hear more about ticket options. They get to, um, you know, press one to hear about more uh, premium seating options. Right. Press three about parking information. Press four about FAQs. Right. Um, you know, press five to talk to ticket buyer support. Yeah. And they can actually be transferred to our live team. Yep. Um, who answers those calls and, you know, handles any other inquiries. Yeah. I mean, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But it's amazing yeah. the IVR, how much information it does cover and how it many does. answers. Yeah. Um, how many questions it answers. Um, well, you know, because you do that. Because I do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I will record, you know, your phone greeting yeah, for you, yeah. and I'll work with you to uh, write a script. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have a really good understanding because of how many we've done of what needs to be included in that script. Yeah. And we'll send you over a draft and, you add, um, subtract anything you think is necessary. We'll talk through it and, and, um, we get it, we get it live. We um, do. And we even think about details like, do you want a sponsor named on the greeting? Yeah. We're very, very cognizant is the word, word I guess, of sponsorship for air shows. Yeah. We want to make sure it's on the phone greeting. We want to make sure it's on the ticket sales page. We want to mm -hmm. make sure it's on the custom website that we build. The tickets themselves. The tickets yeah. themselves. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, because we know a lot of these sponsors are paying, you know, 200000 to $400,000. Yeah. And we want to make sure that they get recognized and they get their money's worth. Absolutely. And a great touch point for your sponsors are the yeah. email campaigns. That yes, we'll send. absolutely. Um, you know, your email list, if, if, if you've never ticketed online before, you should. Yeah. <laughs> but right. if, if you never have, you know, and you start from ground zero and year after year, you build mm -hmm. up that email right. list, collect that, the, all those emails, you know, the, the value and sponsorship grows tremendously because Absolutely. they're going to get so many touch points just from the email. Campaign. Right. And the sponsors want to know how many impressions they get for their sponsorship dollar. So yeah. if you're sending out 12, 15 emails for an air show and you've got 50,000 emails per show or 25,000, 10 of those is 250,000. Yeah. So 10, 10 emails with 25,000 each, that's 250,000 impressions that yeah. the sponsors are going to get. Yeah. Um, that's really valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we want to help you show that value right. and give you access to, to mm -hmm. you know, that value that you can provide to sponsors. Um, you know, another thing that I wanted to touch on too, you know, at the event weekend, the weekend of the event, when things go wrong, you know, you know, when you're, when you're putting on an outdoor event, mm -hmm. there are things that can go wrong and you've got to be prepared. Right. Right. Um, having your IVR set up, mm -hmm. being able to adjust that IVR on the fly with your ticketing company with us, you right. know, um, say in the event, Gary, 
you are at an air show mm-hmm. the day before the air show uh it starts raining mm-hmm. and there's rain in the forecast for saturday mm-hmm. walk us through a little bit about what you what what starts turning in your mind and what what we start doing okay um this actually happened several times. Yeah, it, it um, happens. I, I'll, I'll, I'll mention St. Louis again because it was happened there. And, yeah. and my, my group of us were there to support the show. It, it started raining at midnight. Yeah. Um, so I got the up night, about the night before the, the show, night before the show yeah. um, on Thursday about midnight. So I got up about four o'clock in the morning to check the weather forecast. And we definitely had about an inch of rain. Mm-hmm. It was on grass lots. So we weren't going to be able to. We were afraid we wouldn't be able to park as many cars. So at six o'clock in the morning, we're out there scrounging around the parking lots on a golf cart, made the decision that Saturday show was sold out. We had enough parking that we could use. So we, we basically changed the greeting at seven o'clock in the morning, told people that Saturday was sold out. It wasn't sold out, but that's the best way to explain it. Right. And then we changed the greeting on the phone by remote on my phone. I called into the greeting, changed the IVR just driving around in the golf cart, basically. <laughs> and then we told people what was going on. The show was sold out on Saturday, but by on Sunday. So we had everything changed. We did, we changed the landing page. We changed the ticket sales page. Everything was perfect. At the end of the day, we had about half as many people on Saturday as we hoped to have, but we tripled the attendance on Sunday. Yeah. So we sold more tickets overall because of how fast we were able to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's very, that kind of, instant reaction to things that happen at a show is really critical. Being able to know what to do and have the ability to do stuff remotely. We can't be like a lot of our competitors and say, well, we'll call the office on Monday. Well, the show's over on Monday. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, we don't need any help then. Right. We need it right now. So a yeah. lot of times we'll make, we'll make changes to seating assignments. We'll do whatever we can the day of the show. Right. Which so, if you promote air shows or you're an event manager for yeah. an air show, you know that Saturday attendance right. on a sunny weekend is going to be a lot higher yes. than Sunday. I should have said that. You're right. That's just how it, is. Right, how it is. You know, across the board. Yeah. But in this scenario, you know, attend start, we were able to communicate effectively yep. to prospects, to you know, attendees, um, explain what was going on mm-hmm. and Boom! Everybody comes on Sunday. We and we can do and, and along that same line of thinking, we have text messages which you've sent out on yep. Saturday, where we have rain events. We have, we've sent text messages out for car crashes on the interstate. Exit three is closed. Go to exit four. Yeah. If you're westbound coming from this on Interstate seventy or forty, I mean, we really get involved in what's going on. Yeah, and we really do. It's it's uh, it's just it's a lot of fun. Um, to do stuff like that and to be able to respond quickly. So yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, really diving deep into yeah. it, understanding what ticket buyers are coming from, which zip code, mm-hmm. what directions do they need to take? Right, if, if they're coming from I forty North versus I forty South, you know, Ex- and that's one of the things we do. We do quadrants. Yeah. So we'll do a quadrant. We'll cross this on a map, and we'll say if you're coming from these thirty seven zip codes, get on take I forty South, get on exit sixty two or whatever. If you're coming from this quadrant from this direction, take I forty and get off on exit forty nine, and take. I mean, we'll divide up the traffic working with local law enforcement so we can spread the traffic out arriving to the airport. Yeah. And I, I will venture to say nobody does that. Yeah. I know in our case here in Nashville, the city that we're in at the airport, they were amazed. 
that we could do that. And we literally told the police department here in our town here where how many cars were coming from which direction. <laughs> and the guy could not believe that we did that. The chief of police was shocked. <laughs> and so they built all the – they worked with the highway patrol and built all the flashing road signs to match what we were doing. Yeah. You know, they were like, you know, air show, exit 17. I mean, you know, they got all that from us. And it was like, <laughs> he just couldn't believe it. So we we divided up the traffic because we had 5,000 cars to get in in a very short period of time. Yeah. And uh, that's it, it's a lot of fun trying to look at things that ticketing companies don't do. Logistics. Right. The, and the thing about it, which I really find interesting is, is that, the logistics, the marketing, the logistics of traffic and ticketing, they all go together so nicely yeah. because you can't have one without the other. If you have logistics, but you can't talk to people who need the logistical help, you can't do anything. Yeah. And you can't, if you're not doing the ticketing, it's hard to integrate the, the sponsors in with the marketing. Mm -hmm. So they all really do go together. Yeah. And I think that explains the value that right you know being a full service ticketing company brings to the table it does when i started the company 15 years ago we were a dollar a ticket and we sold tickets online <laughs> that is literally that's all, it. We, that's all we did <laughs> yeah. now we, we're specialized in all the different support areas that air shows need to be successful yeah uh, which is very important for not only civilian shows but for our military shows right the military shows i mean it's an open house so what we're supposed to be doing is putting our best foot forward sharing with the public what our men and women do to serve us How, what do they do we get to visit their world for one day yeah and that's all we get to do so do we take we only got one day to impress the public about mm -hmm. what the military does for us yep. so it's very important that we get it right yeah and, you know, we love it. We have a passion love it. for it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, especially you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, just, I know. I got to calm down. Um, no, not at all. No, I, I mean, I, I literally, I mean, I get up, I get up sometimes six o'clock in the morning and I yeah. just start. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, I'm very, very fortunate, very yeah. blessed because I mean, I, uh, some people go to a job that they really don't like every day and I can't wait to get up and start my job. Yeah. The downside is by six o'clock, I'm worn out. But I go 100 miles an hour during the day. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Gary, talk a little bit about uh, how long have we been involved at ICAS in Vegas? International Council of Air Shows. Um, we got involved our first year in business. Okay. Um, so that means 14 years. 14 years ago. Yeah. That we've we've been involved in International Council of Air Shows. And uh, it's been great. We We started out there with one booth. Yeah. And it was on a folding table. <laughs> and that was it. You know, we had we were a sponsoring of nothing and we had no clue what we were doing. Yeah. But um, over the years, we've gotten better and better at it. Um, now we do a presentation. We sponsor part of ICAST. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what they call that level we sponsor, but we call it something. Right. Um, so we uh, sponsor the Innovation Awards every year at ICAST now. This year we had two booths. Yeah. Uh, they were instead of 10 by 10, there were two 10 booths at 10 by 20. Um, because we have a lot of visitors to our booth year after year that we come, they come back and they say hi and yeah. so forth. Um, it's cool to see yeah. the retention rate. It is very cool. Store. When we work with somebody yeah. and you know, they're working with us full service, full yeah. service to 10 star, um, they, they come back. They do come back and it's fast because that's how I vote whether we're doing a good job or not. Yeah. If we see them next year, they come back and it's yeah. really exciting with military shows. 
because they usually go out for bids. And so we, 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 they, but, but they are also allowed to make exceptions if they've got firsthand knowledge and they do make, they don't, they make exceptions. Yeah. So a lot of our shows that you think we would not get six years in a row, we get six years in a row. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also because, you know, our customers pay the fee. Mm -hmm. So when you're the base, you're trying to, um, you're trying to get money to support the people that work at the base. You know the, the the enlisted people that work at the base for whether it's through MWR or whatever. Yeah. You're trying to raise money. So what we do is we put the marketing things, the travel expense, all into the ticket fee, and then we charge the public the ticket fee. Yeah. So it's free to the base. So the marketing, us showing up at the event, the hardware, the internet service—I mean, all of that—we include in the ticket fee, which the public pays. So really, it doesn't cost the base anything. If you attend. ICAS and you missed our happy hour event, make sure you're there Yeah, this year in 2024, which this year, is it at Paris? It's the Paris this year. So I've never been to the Paris. Yep. Is it, it's, do you think it's better than Caesars? Because um, I like Caesars Palace. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think it will be this year because it just got remodeled. It so did. That's yeah. why we haven't been there for two years at ICAS. Uh, we went to, we did Harrah's and we did Caesars, but yeah. the Paris was completely remodeling the the hotel cool. and the restaurants, they have all new restaurants, which is great because I had the other ones all memorized. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to being back at the Paris. Yeah. Partly because that's where we started. Yeah. Uh, the first ICAST thing. So it was pretty good. It was at Paris for yeah, several well, years. It was, the, it's always, always there. It's pretty but, much always there. Okay. But while they were remodeling, we moved somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Make sure you attend that happy hour event and you'll get free drinks. It's amazing <laughs> free how, food. what we do because I mean, literally, we, you know, 14, 15 years ago, we didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now we have so many repeat people come to our booth yeah. that we really like seeing everybody. It's like homecoming yeah. to me. And you know. and the challenge coins that we gave out. Were oh, those cool. were cool. I, I like those yeah. a lot. Phil, those were really Philip, cool. who was on our first episode, he had a big part in helping design yep. those challenge coins. Yeah. Um, and they turned out really, really well. They're very popular. Very popular with the military audience. <laughs> they were gone. They were, <laughs> they were gone. That's popular. We I brought guess. a lot. We, we we thought we brought too many. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even when I first got when I first heard of the idea. I didn't even know what it was. I got to admit, yeah. I never heard of it. Yeah. But they were so popular. People would get one, and then an hour later, somebody would walk up and go, "Can you have any more of those challenge coins?" <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Wow, I can't believe this." <laughs> I thought it was cool when someone, whenever I handed a challenge coin to somebody, if they gave me a challenge coin back. Yeah. So that happened a few times I at ICAST. I didn't even know all that was possible. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So maybe more and more, uh, yeah. more and more ICAST uh, oh, members will, will make their own challenge coins. Yeah, and, absolutely. And hand them out. That would be pretty cool. Um, Gary, explain the port- importance of partnership with your ticketing company. Uh, we've talked a We've touched a lot on it, but talk about what comes to mind immediately and think of a story where a 10 star specifically just saved the day. Wow. There's quite a few of those. Um, <laughs> but I, I think to me in the event business, a partnership means more than likely you as the event manager, you probably have my cell phone number Yeah, and you call me Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. That's how you know you've got a real partnership going on. Yeah. Um, it's not like, you know, thank you for calling. We'll call you back on Monday. Right. You know, um, 48 hours later, you right. get a call back. Um, but I think the what where I see these things happening is is where uh, tickets go on sale on a Saturday morning. 
they sell a lot of tickets. And so I call the show or the show calls me and I say, hey, can we raise the price $10? Yeah. And they go, sure. And I raise the price $10 right then and there. Yeah. So it's like dynamic ticketing. So it's very popular so we can raise the price. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, sponsors that don't didn't get their free tickets, for example, we print the tickets and we send them overnight and we don't even charge them for it. I mean, yeah. we, we FedEx them overnight. You know, we don't we don't we're not tracking every single penny. We're trying to figure out all we care about is, is what makes this work. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've done it enough that we know there's going to be some a thousand dollars or something we spend that we're not going to track. Well, that's OK. Yeah. You know, so it's fine. Yeah, that's. And this, it separates us, yeah. I guess, in this industry because a lot of ticketing companies out there are just not that personable, you know? Well, it's it's what they call in our industry, it's called software as a service. Right. And SaaS, you probably heard that term. And it basically means you rent their software yeah, or you use their software. And the software is the asset that, that you get from them. Mm -hmm. But a 10-star, we should be calling ourselves people as a service. <laughs> we use the software that we own, by the way, but we use the people to make it happen more than we use the software. Because yeah. most of our clients, well, quite a few of them, I guess, they never log into the software. Right, because they, they, call us. they have that trust established with their right. client success manager. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they'll call me at 8 o'clock at night. Seven, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning if it's a military show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get called all the time. But unfortunately, um, it has to be that way. I say unfortunately kind of like because it is seven days a week. Um, I'm so glad when December comes because there's no more shows. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but then I get about a month or two break and then I go back on sale again. So Right. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite exciting because you really never know what's going to happen one week to the next. No, yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It, it's, this industry keeps you on your toes, right? For sure, it does. It really does. So, yeah, yeah. I um, one story I guess that comes to mind of something that happened in 2023. Okay, was at Grand Junction. Oh yeah, and what Russell, your yeah. son, yeah. You know, maybe we'll have Russell. On I'm here. trying to get this in the family. I'm trying to keep <laughs> it in the family, but you know, <laughs> we'll have Russell on for a podcast to talk yeah. about this as well. But explain what happened at Grand Junction? Well, what happened apparently was, was that the internet failed and some of the vendors couldn't get an internet signal to sell food yeah. and, and merchandise. Right. So what we did was we used one of our satellite dishes that we had. We brought three, I think, with us because we have several different ways of connectivity. Right. The, the, the most reliable and the backup and what we use is satellite. If all else fails, we use satellite. So we set up a satellite dish and we aimed it, uh, set up, and we put it in a position, I believe it was at the control tower, so that the food vendors could use our satellite internet so they could sell and authorize credit cards. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, on the spot, we did this. I mean, so it's not like you know, we had any plan to do this. It was like, oh, right. the internet is down and everything at a 10 star is working fine, but the vendors can't sell food and water and booze. They have and, no internet. They have no internet. Yeah. So we thought, well, I think we could fix that. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Sure enough, yeah. it happened. That means we will always do that show forever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But those kind of stories happen a lot. Yeah. I mean, the internet goes down. We do this. We we loan our hardware to the food vendors that have nothing to do with us um, because it's all about the guest experience. You have to have the guest experience down. You have to have it covered. 
Yeah. You can't just go, oh, I'm sorry. Right. No, it's not going to work. Yeah. Because you make a, the stores make a lot of money on the food. Yeah. If they have the right concessionaire, yeah. the food is a big moneymaker. Oh, yeah. So we got to keep selling. Yeah, absolutely. And like you talk about the importance of how easy it is for attendees to actually get to the show, right. get through the gates. That's right. Making sure that's seamless. Yep. Because they're way more likely to spend more money on concessions Absolutely. And, and enjoy themselves right. and everything that the air show has to offer mm-hmm. while they're there. Otherwise, if they have a terrible experience getting right. through the gate, you know, whether parking, getting through the gate, mm-hmm. long lines, they may not come back. They may not come back you know. and they also may leave early. Yeah. You know? I mean, we've seen it, you know, I mean, I, I it, it's always been fascinating um, when there's not enough water. And it's 95 degrees on the ramp at an airport. Yeah. People leave early. Heart of the summer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, having enough water and having the right concessions is really, really important. And yeah. they have to be able to sell it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, I think when I think about air shows, it's kind of funny because I think about what can go wrong. Everything can go wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and what, what, what to be able to cope with the problem and deal with the problem and analyze it and solve it really quickly, that's what's critical. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to be easy. No, it'll be worth it. It's definitely not going to be easy. No, in fact, most air show people on Monday morning they say they will never do this again. <laughs> the Monday after the show, right? The <laughs> Monday after the show, they'll say, "I will never do this ever again." This, I hear this all the time. How'd it go? I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Two weeks later, well, you know, next year maybe we could. And I'm like, I knew you'd come back. I knew you know, it's like it's a disease. It's, yeah. it's addiction. You know, you come back. You know, it is. It is. Yeah. When you, I think it's because it's so hard. Yeah. It, it, people love winning. It's when a it's challenge. Hard. It's a challenge. And Not, you, when yeah. you win on something that's hard, you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was super easy, uh, you know, you don't really feel that good about yourself. It was too easy. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why we're so passionate yeah. about air shows is because – we love a challenge. Right. That's why I love it. And with the huge number of air shows that we've yeah. done and ticketed, yeah. um, partnered with, we've ran into a ton of things. We've run into a lot. And that's because we go to a lot of shows. Yeah. So I we've mean, learned a lot as we've a We've learned a lot. I mean, I've been to hundreds of air shows and I watch the most unusual things. Like literally, I mean, it's like I spend most of my time at the gate. Yeah. I mean, at the parking lots. I mean, most other people go, they want to watch the show. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of the maneuvers. I got most of them memorized, yeah. but I don't really need to see the, the Blue Angels fly. They're really, really good, though. It's like the Thunderbirds yeah. um, and A-10s and everybody else, by the way. Yeah. But I, I belong uh, at the gates. That's where the action is. Yeah. Uh, watching the scanners, making watching the cash register and the ticket box office work and the internet and somebody else roams around the roams around the grounds and make sure the concessions have internet and stuff like that. But I usually am at the gate. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the action happens for the the ticketing company. (laughs) Ticketing company. We're at the gate. (laughs) Well, Gary, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for joining the 10 star happy hour podcast and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Thank you.